0: Hello, this is the Hardcore Legend Mick Foley, and you are listening to the Roughhouse Podcast. Yeah. Behold, a podcast for the ages. Recorded live from the interdimensional terror vortex of their subterranean dwellings comes the Roughhouse Podcast version 3.0. Two galactic warriors put down their war hammers and battle axes to perform a more noble task. Complaining about professional wrestling on internet purchased microphones. Now with more Simpsons references and Kota Ibushi thirst. This is the Rough House Podcast with Marty and Christoph.
1: Hello everybody welcome to the Rough House Podcast, episode number 305 for December 18th, 2022. Hello, I am Marty. live or at least we're live uh, at the moment as we record i'm christoph hi welcome um thank you for listening we appreciate the three of you out there click and play once a week (laughs) and we wish all three of you a very merry christmas and happy new year and uh we'll we'll talk before new year but uh happy holidays joyous kwanzaa wonderful hanukkah and and anything else in between have a great Boxing day i would love to see not just our podcast but across the board the week of christmas do listens go up or do they tank? Uh, well, I mean, people travel, but yeah. typically they travel with families. Exactly. So unless you're on a plane somewhere, if you, you know, if you're driving two states away, God, I hope you're not listening to us uh, <laughs> for the sake of your family. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're doing that drive solo, I get it. I mean, sure. Look, yeah, I listen no. to Wrestling Observer Radio. When I'm in my car by myself. Yeah. Uh. (laughs) Your lovely, your lovely wife doesn't enjoy the rantings of one Dave Meltzer. Uh, no, no, she does not. Um, she does not. Uh, <laughs> it's the best way to put it. But I, I, I get it. I mean, who amongst us wants to listen to a six-year-old man go, uh, 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 and then shuffle paper for a while? Or, or a fat, balded bearded man in his basement stumble over words to try and talk about how much he uh, hates WWE and is okay enjoying AEW at the moment. Well, this would... Completely ambivalent New Japan at the moment. This has been a a very interesting week in professional wrestling. Yeah. Uh, I mean, in ring, I think AEW, we're going to get there, but I think they had probably the best winters coming they've ever had. Period. Okay. I don't remember other cards, but sure. It was a good show. But I think the number one thing we got to get into this week is... Banging
0: my head on the microphone. No chance. So that's what you got.
1: Vince McMahon found himself back in the news this week uh, as we had a new story from the Wall Street Journal drop on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, indicating that uh, Vince McMahon was facing new legal demands from two women who alleged that he sexually assaulted them. Uh, One of which uh, is Rita Chatterton. Chatterton, who was the first female referee in WWE history, mentioned her back when we did our initial coverage of the Vince McMahon ordeal. She's asking for $11.75 million. Get paid, lady. And the other is the former spa manager who who was assaulted by Vince McMahon at a California resort in 2011. This was a brand new incident being reported in the media. Uh, Weirdly enough, quoted in the stories uh, or or these stories in the Wall Street Journal were Greg Valentine. Oh, the hammer coming down, the hammer coming down, saying that big week uh, for hammers in pro wrestling. Very big week. But saying he didn't believe the Chatterton allegations because, quote, he didn't think she was attractive enough for Mr. McMahon. Oh, boy cuz as we really all gotta... know that that really is when someone does sexual assault that's what they're thinking like what well or is this person attractive not can i get away with it well for Vince McMahon 100% he i mean come on <laughs> he definitely he has a he has a type as we've seen on screen true. over the over the decades, true. So I would imagine that type translates to his uh, um, unwanted extracurriculars. Will alleged unwanted extracurriculars, we'll call them here. Yeah. Um. But that's that's not the most surprising part of that. The most surprising part is that Greg Valentine thought that that would be a good pull quote. Yeah. A good thing yeah, to yeah, say. That, that he to said a reporting that. Source. His first mainstream press appearance in decades decades he went you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna say she was too fugly to get raped that's right what I'm gonna do. <laughs> jesus christ brother come on Good god what are you um, doing but you know what on the series of quotes that really just peppered this story on tuesday this one is the one that sent reverberation throughout the pro wrestling industry The 77-year-old Mr. McMahon also has told people that he intends to make a comeback at WWE, according to the people familiar with his comments. He has said that he received bad advice from people close to him to step down, and that he now believes the allegations and investigations would have blown over had he (laughs) stayed, these people said. We have a pull quote from Triple H on that. Wow. Yeah, God, no. Thanks, Hunter. And uh, yeah, it's Paul Sislak there. Yeah. With the quote. Um, wow. I mean, first of all, it does not surprise me at all that Vince McMahon in his all of his delirium and um, buying into his own hype and megalomania would think that had he stayed, this would blow over. The only reason people stop talking about it is because he did the right fucking thing and stepped down. That's yeah. why they, they, it was stopped getting as much press after a couple of weeks because they, WWE was moving ahead with new uh, new management, new creative direction, bringing back a whole bunch of worthless people, as uh, we discussed on the Schlegel Soapbox. Five dollars here on Patreon. Yeah, but this does not surprise me um, no. in in the slightest. It you know is kind of demoralizing and also kind of fucking eye rolling, and I don't care for this and. I don't want it to happen, and I also – I don't think it's going to happen, but it's just – just let it fucking go, bro. Just yeah. cut your losses. You're still making money. You're making a shit ton of money. So over the past week, I've been reading uh, an advanced copy of a book called Ringmaster, which is about the life and times Stone of – Stone Cold Steve Austin before he became <laughs> Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> That's story Written is by Ted DiBiase up in the book. Um, and uh, embezzled money through a Baptist church in the south from it. But, right. <laughs> yes. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But, okay. but the most fascinating bit in the book is to me about how Vince McMahon and and look, this is just a a, a thing in his life, so this isn't going to come as a revelation. But Vince McMahon has continuously tried and failed to do things that weren't professional wrestling. Yeah. 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 Oh. Whether Ico Pro, Ico Pro, the, uh, Pro, the World Bodybuilding Federation, yeah, right? Uh, yep. The XFL. Twice. Uh, twice. Uh, yeah. I didn't know this one. He owned an arena in Connecticut and somehow lost money on owning it. An, he and Linda bought one of the arenas huh. that the WWWF ran. Hmm. And they ran that shit into the ground. Wow. And they co-promoted the Anoki Ali fight and they co-promoted right. the uh, Snake River the Canyon jump of... Oh, uh, yeah of uh, Evil Evil Knievel Knievel. lost money on them, too. How do you lose money on Evil Knievel in the fucking 80s? It's a sure bet. Yeah, exactly. I think he I think the thing is he overbid for what it was. And Uh, uh, they hire Lance Murdoch instead. Yeah, (laughs) But he continuously has said, I'm going to not be the wrestling guy and failed. And now in this, the twilight of his life. He has to go, well, I don't have wrestling anymore. Time to come crawling back. It's yeah. some weird poetic shit right there. True. I try to come crawling back. Yeah. I just, it's, I mean, it's, it's sad, really. hundred percent. It is. It, it's very sad. He's a sad, delusional old man. He's a septuagenarian. Just fucking enjoy your twilight years. You fucking maniac. Don't you have enough money? Like. No, the rich never have enough money. If I had a tenth of his wealth. Brother. You wouldn't see me. Give me give me 1%. I would be gone. I would um, be gone. Like, my life changes significantly. I mean, would I do this podcast? Possibly. Because I like hanging out with you every Sunday night and recording it or Sunday morning and recording it. Brother, we could hang out. Yeah, that's true. You know what? <laughs> we could just hang out. We could we could like rent a movie theater and just watch whatever movies we fucking want, That's true. you know. That's true. You want you want another dip into Pandora, three D style? Let's go. <laughs> you want to you want to you want another tasting of the menu? I'm there for you, yeah, man. Let, let's. You want to you want to listen to the Banshees of Ed In- Sheeran? I got your back. Let's the Banshees go. Banshees of Ed Sheeran. Let's go. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, I don't get it. I I I don't get why beyond being able to it's say they could. I mean, yeah, it's a power thing. Although now I think about it, I am asking, why is a man trying to force himself upon people who don't want him there? And that's the the entire story. Yeah. 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 Encapsulated one little bit. Pretty much. Anyway, it was not the only sex-related scandal in WWE this week. Yeah, sexy week at Titan Towers. As Mandy Rose, the, at the time... NXT women's champion found herself shockingly defending the NXT women's title on Tuesday night. Yeah. in a uh, non-promoted match against Roxanne Perez, uh, Roxanne Perez, who had won the title shot at NXT Dateline ah. uh, on the 10th. Gotcha. Uh, they announced out of the blue on Tuesday afternoon. Oh, not only are they having a match, but it will be for the title and it will be on NXT this evening. And sure as shit, the next day it came out after Mandy Rose dropped the belt after, Mm -hmm. I believe, 400 plus days as champion. Yeah. Yeah. Just under Shayna Baszler's role, I believe. Or not role, uh, reign. Yeah. Yeah. She had been released from the WWE. And you might say to yourself, why? Why would they release her? Well, it's because she was running a website called, uh, uh, running, uh, uh, sorry, a subscription service on a website called Fan Time. Fan Time, not quite OnlyFans, not quite Brand Army. It's another startup in that vein. Basically, Mm -hmm. people pay her money per month, at the time, $25. Right. Pay that per month, and uh, you get exclusive photos. And in video. And video. And she had been towing the line of teasing photography into you know, something more of a playboy level. Yeah. And I believe the, the straw was drawn. Have you seen the photo that apparently was the the last straw for WWE? Well, I watched, I, I watched a video of her in a pool. Yes. Uh, float, you know, her, her, uh, Her 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 chesticles were floating, and Mm -hmm. she kind of stood up a little bit. She had her hand uh, covering the nip. You may you may have seen part of a nip. uh, You know some some slight areola action uh, as we would say uh, as she stood up and turned around. And I mean, you see her ass on Instagram. That's that's all the time in a thong or whatever. I mean, that's that's old hat. But yeah, it was it was barely a nip. Uh, that that was in that video, and apparently that was uh, a that, bridge too far. That a was part of the problem. There was also a, 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 if I'm honest, frankly, tasteful black and white photo. What oh, is that one? Her. Uh, she is nude, but you can't see anything. Oh. She's being embraced from behind. Oh. By an also nude, and this is an assumption because you can't see their faces or anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tino Sabatelli. Who is right? A they're engaged, real, yeah, right? A real life fiance. Uh, so, the implication of the photo is they're having sex in the shower. wow uh, okay. There's nothing shown. It, right. It, like I said, it's tasteful. It's like more legs than anything else, legs and feet than anything else. Uh, but that you was me at legs. You lost me a feet. That was a bridge too far for Matt Bloom and Shawn Michaels. Well, okay, so the man the st- who wrestled named after a dick piercing, and true. the guy who posed in Playgirl, and also on an episode of WWF Raw gave simulated fellatio to the largest dick in the history of mankind. That was, that was a large, that was a large one there. Uh, yes, correct. But I think it, I think it was a combination of two things. It's okay. obviously the sexual implication of the content. But there's also that whole thing with WWE not allowing them to have certain side hustles and make money on the side. And I think that came into play as well. And that's fair. And I can understand that. Um but you could also give her a warning. Yeah. Yeah, and and <laughs> according to the additional details that have come out, there had been warnings, but it had been about the content level. Okay. I still think that this is insanely hypocritical, especially oh, sure. in the same week that it came out that Matt Riddle, who is currently on a six-week injury after being attacked by Solo Sokoa, is apparently, according to Bodyslam.net, allegedly – I'm, I'm adding all of these words to cover our ass. Oh, nobody fucking listens. Still. Uh, he has found himself in rehab. Uh-huh. So, a guy with a drug issue, mm-hmm. we will keep Yeah. and put into rehab. Which, hey, I get it. If the guy has a problem, rehab, nice job. But that's not a fireable offense. Someone who is... An active danger to fellow competitors versus someone who hints at boobies. Yeah, they they had their own talent appear in Playboy for years up to and including having a WrestleMania match where the stipulation was the winner gets to appear in Playboy. Yeah, I mean... I'm not going to say Mandy Rose is a great competitor. I'm not going to say she's a great talent. I just think that this is indicative that even though Vince McMahon's gone, a lot of that culture remains. Sure, Because it hasn't been a completely new regime. There there are lingerers of that era. Um, But I don't know. I mean, I, I hate to devil's advocate this, but it was a different time and era back then. At the time of that of the aforementioned WrestleMania match, were they a publicly traded company or was it just a Vince McMahon, you know, running off his own uh, power lust? You know, there are there are other things to be considered here. And also, again, I fucking can't believe I'm taking this side here. Were there were there warnings for Mandy to, to to you know not do this kind of risque thing and not charge or not have this sort of thing? If there were and she ignored them, then maybe it was a three strike thing, um, and she was out with Riddle. Maybe this is because apparently uh, it's it's a cocaine sort of situation because yeah. they don't test for weed anymore. Yeah. So if this is the first strike for Matt. Then, I mean, you know, unless they have a zero – which they clearly don't have a zero tolerance for anything harder than weed. Um, So, you know – I don't know. I, I, I hate that I'm taking this position and I don't know what's compelled me to do so. But, you know, there are a lot of things that we don't know about these stories and what the how the decisions were made backstage. And I understand where you're coming from with the optics and everything. But, you know, we're two schmucks in their basement. So we don't know, you know, the whole, you know, I, I want to see the emails. All right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, show yeah. me show me the work and and what went into making these decisions. And then, you know, we can then we can really lay into them. So I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, I'm not even going to sit here and get on a soapbox and be like, oh, you know what? Tony Khan signed Mandy Rose. No. It, it It's clear she has a business model after all of this because oh, yeah. the site's back up and charging $40 a month. Good for you. Make so your you know money. What? Make your money, Mandy. It's just... Can't God, wait for this, them to show up on Reddit. This fucking company, man. <laughs> again and again and again. <laughs> I mean, well, you know, company. this is this is, this is is what we signed up for. This is our Cross yeah. the Bear, pal. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm going to avoid talking about uh, the Bray Wyatt stuff from this week. And also, I'm not even going to take a moment to talk about Top Dalla and his um, plancha. Top, the Top Tumble? Yeah. Uh, because both the of those, those we go in depth with Justin on the soapbox. But I did want to go ahead and play this. Hey, Chris, guess who's showing up before the end of the year? Oh, yeah. Cena is making his return to WWE, making 20 years straight that he's worked at least one match in WWE. Good for him. Uh he will be appearing on the December 30th WWE SmackDown. It will be him and Kevin Owens teaming against Roman Reigns and Sami Zayn. So there oh, you go. Big time match. All the best acts in the company in one sure. match. Yeah. Well, I got no problem with that. Yeah. yeah, no. I I I think it's fun and I think it adds intrigue to what is traditionally the most lame duck episode of SmackDown every year, so yeah, and you know, if Cena wants to, you know, we're starting to head into uh, WrestleMania season, so you know, if he if this scratches that itch and he goes away, that's cool. Or if he wants to say, hey, you know, yeah. maybe lay some groundwork for something in Mania that doesn't involve Bray Wyatt, that would be great. I was just say, did we talk about the rumored match for John Cena at uh, Mania yet? I don't think so. I know the the no. I think the only thing we talked about were the two rumored matches for Roman Reigns, which okay. do not include John Cena. So what's the Yes, yeah, so, the so, spedle for all of this is journey. undoubtedly subject to change. But yeah. uh as you said, yes, the rumor is Roman will defend against Cody one night and defend against the Rock the other night, the Rock who yeah. <laughs> he's had, had a, a had a week. Oh boy. <laughs> um The additional rumors, uh there's a rumor that we're gonna get Gunther, aka Walter, against Brock Lesnar, which fuck yeah, count me in for that. Okay. But the rumor is we were going to see John Cena go against Logan Paul at WrestleMania. Is his knee gonna? Is was that it? Was that a work or is his knee actually uh, it, injured? It's it is injured. It's not as bad as expected. He, he did not oh, okay. tear his ACL. It's just a, a um, sprain. A sprain, sprain of his MCL. Oh, okay. So he should be good to go for Mania this year. Okay. I think that actually might work out. It's a money match. I mean, there's yeah. two two big names with crossover appeal that'll sell some pay per views and some tickets. And I, I I've been on record saying that I've enjoyed the work of Logan Paul, which yeah. again, fucking bizarre world over here. Um, but but yeah, no, I I have no issue with that man. Like, don't get me wrong, I don't love the fact that WWE w- with age is turning into the wrestling equivalent of rock and jock softball, where it's just like fuck it. Here's a wrestler, oh, you know, and man. some don't... star. I... What? Fucking loved rock and jock softball. Hell yeah! It's just weird. That's what WrestleMania is turning into. I mean, it's kind of because I I have heard uh, Bad Bunny might be back for a match at Mania. Okay, nice. They're they're trying to load it up because they're in Los Angeles. Sure. Um, Yeah. Well, one person they're not going to have there is fucking Sasha Banks. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, we'll talk about her when I hit the New Japan button. I gotcha. Uh, But actually, you know what? Fuck it. Let's just go ahead and jump on over to there because we got some New Japan to talk about. So as Chris uh, so kindly referenced, it's all but done that Sasha Banks will not only be appearing at Wrestle Kingdom 17 this January, but she will be on multiple shows. Uh, And um, I'm I'm paraphrasing a bunch of news that came out this week uh, in this week's uh, Wrestling Observer Newsletter. Uh, But uh, it's going to include multiple dates um, and also include one date at stardom. So she will be working both New Japan shows and stardom shows. And uh, the the theory is that between her 5.6 million Instagram followers and 2.4 million Twitter followers, she has mainstream appeal both for New Japan and stardom. So they are offering her a massive per-event deal. Now, what does that mean monetarily? Uh, Jericho shot down what was said uh, about his deal. He said of course his he deal did. was based on percentages, but as it originally came out, it was said that he made 100 k per match wow. in New Japan, and apparently Sasha's deal is higher. Look, um... I she, I think she's worth it. Uh I think, you know, Bushiroad Road, the parent company of Stardom and, and New Japan. Yeah. This is uh this is a good investment for them. Especially, you know they they had started to make uh, you know, inroads into America um, Mm pre-pandemic. Obviously, that put a hold on everything. So it seems like they're starting to ramp up again. And she is a great way to do that between her fans from wrestling, her fans from uh, Star Wars and anything else that she's done. You know, she's popping up uh, in, like, some game show on TBS. I saw a commercial for the other day or something. Yeah. And was that Brie Bella in that as well? Uh, yes. And it's hosted by uh, – oh, oh, God. What's his name? Blake Shelton. It's a Blake Shelton joint. Okay. Random uh, random B-tier celebrity uh, <laughs> dice roll game right there. Yeah. Um, but, but, yeah, I think – I think it could work, and you know, I guess at the moment the IWGP Women's Champion is Kyrie, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So one would think that would be the the money match going in. They have, you know, history together, stuff like that. Yeah. As much as I, you know, and baby, I, I really I don't I don't follow Stardom, so I'm not sure. The only thing I follow from Stardom is photos of Julia, who is <laughs> uh, just stunning yes. uh so you know uh, uh, julia and sasha banks match or two as well would get me the get my attention i, I wouldn't be shocked if that is planned as well because she is one of the top stars of yeah. stardom um but uh with all of that this week we had the finals of the world tag league which yeah. means we are now officially on the road to wrestle kingdom world tag league excuse me show had uh a, a few surprises uh including the official announcement from minoru suzuki that suzuki-gun is done at the end of the year yeah so uh, i guess he's Suzuki Gun any longer officially answering old dad uh old grandpa um uh new japan dad division yeah and, and lessening his uh on-screen time uh and honestly you know Okay, but I feel like maybe it's it will be rebranded as like a saber goon or something like that or or something. Yeah, you know, it, some it's of those guys sticking together. Definitely, ZSJ's time to sure. rise here. Yeah. Um. I, in fact, like if Will Will Osprey has his own faction, Zack Sabre Jr. should definitely have one. R- that's exactly where I was heading. If if, yeah. if they can push Osprey as the top guy, it's definitely time to push the ZSJ because he's been doing the work for. For ages now, um, no doubt. but in addition to that, Carl Anderson uh, ended up defending successfully the never open weight championship. Uh, he defended it over Hikaleo in a match that was described by many as the worst thing to happen in a New Japan ring in ages, <laughs> uh, and surprisingly it didn't involve bad luck. Fallai, so, yeah, wow, shock of shocks! Way to go, Carl. Well, great news. Post match, he was challenged by Tamatanga, so it'll be. Anderson versus Tonga at the Dome. Okay. Uh, the junior tag finals ended with Leo Rush and Yo defeating Chris Bay and Ace Austin of Bullet Club and Impact Wrestling fame. Uh, we'll be getting Leo Rush and Yo going against Francisco Akira and TJP for the junior tag belts. Okay. Uh, at uh, Wrestle Kingdom. And then what I felt was the shocker of the night. Uh, yeah. Yoshihashi and Godo. <laughs> defeating Aussie Open of Mark Davis and Kyle Fletcher in the finals of the World Tag League. So will be Yoshihashi and Goto against FTR at the Dome. Y- Yoshihashi having that uh, gold watch year over here in New Japan. Yeah. What the fuck? I I, <laughs> I, I mean, Goto's always been a workhorse. I got no beef with that. Yoshihashi's just kind of always been there. Yeah, I, I, I don't get it. I don't get it at all. Uh, but we do have the full Wrestle Kingdom card now, and there's going to be some additional details to talk about in a moment. But let's just run down that card, and, and Chris, All you right. can pepper in your thoughts. We've got uh, opening Young Lions match as Raihei Owa goes against the uh, debuting Oleg Bolton. Oleg Bolton is uh, uh, from Europe. And uh, Uh Nagata scouted. You don't say, Oleg. (laughs) Yeah. Um, We've got the uh, New Japan Rambo uh, with the final four going into the King of Pro Wrestling 2023 match, which will be at New Year's Dash. Mm -hmm. We've got the Antonio Inoki Memorial six-man tag as Makabe, Kojima, and Nagata face off against Fujinami, Minoru Suzuki, and Tiger Mask. So all the olds to celebrate the life of Inoki. Definitely okay. looking like we're not getting a Nakamura appearance then. Uh, you could just pop up. Fair. We've got the junior heavyweight tag team title match of Francisco Akira and DJP defending against Leo Rush and Yo, as we okay. talked about just a moment ago. Uh, the IWGP women's title match is Kyrie defends against Tam Nakano of Stardom. Okay. This, I feel like, has the opportunity not just because of where it is on the card, but because of the importance of the belt. It could be a show stealer if, if they go all out. OK. Um, FTR defending against Yoshihashi and Goto for the IWGP heavyweight tag team titles, um, which All right. still I don't get why it's not FTR and Aussie Open. I, I recognize it's probably the, the indie fanboy in me, but come on, man. Uh, Maybe if, Yoshihashi will, will just sub- shock us. And, yeah. Put on a match of the year on the fourth day of the year. Uh, Red Narita and Zack Sabre Jr. will face off in the finals of the New Japan World TV title tournament. It could be either guy, as far as I'm concerned, because I know the focus yeah. is younger stars building the, the next main eventers and so on. Right. I mean, ZSJ is, like you said, already is kind of established as a main event guide, but could use a little more featuring in that division. Renarita, you know, uh, returning Young Lions, got a great look, uh, really good in ring. Yeah. And I read something this week that they're t- talking about overhauling the, the Young Lions system. They're saying it's taking too long. The dojo system is taking yeah. too long. So if they're trying to jumpstart some people, um, you know – cut Wado and make some room there and uh, push <laughs> Renderita to the moon and bring back shooter full time. And then, you know, you're off to a good start here. Uh, we've got Carl Anderson defending the never open weight championship against Tamatanga. Like we just talked about bathroom break, just added to the show. When this was announced, Keiji Muto, Hiroshi Tanahashi and Shota Amino against oh, Tetsuya mm-hmm. Naito, Sonata and Bushi. I wonder who's taking the fall on that one. Okay. All right. I thought they didn't they already do like Keiji Muto's big New Japan. Uh... They did the Great Mudas. Ah, oh, Jesus big Christ! New Japan farewell. Okay. All right. <laughs> uh, we've got fucking the work is gonna work, brother. We got the four way for the junior heavyweight title as Taji Shimori defends against Hiroma Takahashi, yes. El Desperado, yes. and Mhm. <laughs> okay for the iwgp united states championship will osprey defending against kenny omega which Let's go. should be phenomenal <laughs> yeah. And your main event for the iwgp world heavyweight title jay white defending against kazuchika okada not the I'm most so- inspired main no i mean it's something we've seen that and it always delivers yes but uh the the one glaring thing i noticed from you reading that card was the lack of fucking Shingo Takagi. Yeah. With fucking the actual Shingo's fuck, popping up in you know? Dragon Gate again more. Jesus Christ. I don't get it. But uh, what is most important is that starting at Wrestle Kingdom 17 is crowds will be allowed to have, quote, in principle, vocal support. So this Just is let them cheer, man. They all is, wear masks anyway. This is the official uh, turn of phrase. An important distinction is that rules concerning "quote no loud voice cheering" have not changed at events. However, the definition of cheering has been allowed to change after our consultations to allow an in-principle and effective return to cheering. Current government rulings state that long singing, rally songs, etc., are not allowed. However, counting with a re cheering with a catchphrase like one, two, three, two, three, da" or cheer- chanting for wrestlers is allowed under our guidelines. So basically. Anything under 10 to 20 seconds is allowed. So no, like, you know, football club songs. Sure. But cheering's back, baby. Cheering's back. Okay. Hey, whatever you got to do to work around the fucking provisions, I guess. Yeah. Um, New Year's Dash, which will be the next night, will have a mystery format, meaning the matches will not be announced until the wrestlers come out for their matches. So you won't know what the card is. It'll just be. Music hits, guy one comes out, music hits, guy two comes out. Is that the match? Or maybe it's a tag or maybe it's yeah. a four-way. Who knows? But uh, okay. that, that's how they're handling it. Is kind of like Dash. the Mystery Vortex uh, that is a PWG, PWG bit? Role. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then uh, on Road to Tokyo Dome, uh, one of the nights at Korokin Hall, oh, sorry, night two, December 23rd, we're going to have the farewell to suzuki Goon as it will be Suzuki Lance Archer El Desperado and Taku Mishinoku taking on Zack Saber Jr. Taichi uh Yoshinobu Kanemaru and Doki. So Kanemaru taking the pin there. Undoubtedly, undoubtedly. But <laughs> it could be it, it could does be Doki. point to your thought of ZSJ Goon because he is the yeah. the lead of the opposing team, so. I mean, Taichi also, you know. Yeah, Taichi could, does and, and... have a serious fandom weirdly enough. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, all signs point to Sabre. But, hey, you know what was awesome this week, Chris? Avatar, The Way of Water? Eh, That's okay. (laughs) AEW Dynamite was pretty fucking awesome this week. It was Winter is Coming. It was live in Texas. And And uh, Texas was alive. Yeah, holy shit. Hot fire crowd for a show that just gave you a roller coaster of emotions Yeah, as uh, the show kicked off to the sounds of the old NBA on NBC theme, Round Ball Rock. Hell yeah. I I don't think I've ever heard that song in my life before. And to be honest with you, I don't think it fit the, the theme and feel of the show, but I know you, you were, <laughs> I love that phoning, song, man. I was like, it. fuck yeah, let's go. All right, man. If it was like the 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 MIDI theme that played under NBA Jam, then I would be hype. But this is this one did nothing for me. Fair, fair. Well, it kicked off strong with the fourth match of the best of seven series: Death Triangle and the Elite. And uh, this one was very good. It it was definitely, in my opinion, the least interesting of the four so far. Well, I mean, you, you had Nick do the the leg thing and get taken sage and do the yeah, the spirit the big... of 76 comeback. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, but you also had the good things that came out of it. Is, is that led to a lot more Kenny Omega in the match. Yes. And goddamn, Kenny looks like a beast these days. Like yeah. he looks to be in the best shape of his career. Full stop. Cleaners back, baby. Yeah. Um, but uh, there was uh, a. uh uh, a whole bunch of crazy spots in this, but it, it yeah. wrapped up with uh, Phoenix blocking a super kick from Nick. And then Penta has the ring hammer and smashes the ankle of Nick Jackson. Right. Phoenix gets to lock on a knee bar. New for yeah. him. Uh, Omega tries to break it up. Pack stops Omega. Nick taps out. And now they, uh, the Death Triangle trio are up three to one. Hell yeah. So uh, next week, uh, Omega says, hey, why don't we make match five? All weapons are legal. Let's do this. No DQ style. Okay. And it was revealed later on that that would not be the only stipulation as match six. If it occurs, will be false count anywhere. And match seven, if it occurs, which is supposed to take place at the big Los Angeles show, yeah. will be the return of Escalera del Muerte. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah, they, the funny thing about the uh, announcement of this is they tried like three times to announce this because uh, they, they, the graphics showed up during Excalibur's rundown and he kind of yeah. glossed over it. And then they tried again um, before the announcement for the main event. And then they tried again giving all the details during the fucking world title match main yeah, event. Yeah, not great. I was like, come on guys. Like just put it on Twitter. We'll fucking see it. It, it, it It's okay. All right. Yeah, yeah. Or just not fucking announce it. Yep. So, uh, then we had Alex Marvez backstage with MJF who basically cut a promo talking about how, you know, okay, good for you, Ricky, but you're building your star on me and I'm better than you. Yeah. So mm-hmm. tonight I mean, typical, you. but good MJF promo. Very simple. It's all need to be. Then they acclaimed her out. And then two thirds of the way through their rap. They're attacked by these assholes. God. Just fucking. If, if honestly, if the acclaimed weren't on screen, I completely would have looked away. Yeah. <laughs> when these assholes showed up. But man, I do not care about Jeff Jarrett or Satnam Singh yeah. or Jay Lethal or Sanjay Dutt at fucking all. Yeah. Even with the frankly really good bit of mainstream press AEW got this week for Satnam Singh. Which I only realized uh, after looking back at the article, uh, a buddy of mine took the photo. Uh, that, oh, really? Yeah, the, the the main photo for the piece. Nice. So that's pretty awesome. Uh, but yeah, there, there's there, there's you not, not a lot of here here. You know, like I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't get it. It's unnecessary. I mean, it's yeah. I mean, but it's another. You know, it's another team for. A claim to win. I do, I you know, because obviously it's going to lead to a tag match, and I guess it, it'll be lethal and Jarrett. Jarrett, yeah, yeah, hell. I know. I don't really want to sit through that match, but you know, it'll be another feather in the cap for the acclaimed once they beat them. Speaking of things that I don't care too much about that really need yeah. to just wrap up. I gotta say, this is probably back-to-back the two lowest segments of the show for me. Okay. (laughs) Because then you had Tony Schiavone backstage with the Jericho Appreciation Society. Oh, yeah. Where Jericho is making fun of uh, Claudio, says he's a a, a flash in the pen like Joe Exotic, that hot 2020 reference. Yeah. And uh, he said he's going to take his frustrations out on the the tune-up match he has, and then uh, Jericho says that uh, Garcia should have never lost the pure title, so he's going to give him... Uh, an elder to shadow and Sammy Guevara, which means you guessed it, Daniel Garcia is pissed off at the JAS and might leave them. Again, Christ. Okay, but from here it was looking up. We had uh, Jungle Boy Jack Perry facing one on one with Brian Cage. Jungle Boy wins a really fun match. I like how Yeah, Brian Cage bit has been turning up, man. Yeah. Dude, turns out, dude doesn't just want to be on television. When he's on television, he does pretty well. Yeah. Um, And then uh, post-match, Jack Perry cuts a promo talking about how, you know, he beat Luchasaurus, he beat Brian Cage. Now he wants to call out, quote, the biggest bitch of them all, which brings out Big Bill, or at least it was supposed to. Here comes Stokely Hathaway, and God bless Taz for going just to clarify, that's not Big Bill. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, that was great delivery there. Uh, uh, yeah, so so Soakley starts talking, and then out comes uh, Lee Moriarty to start beating up on uh, on Jack Perry. Yeah. And then Big Bill comes out. Yes. And they continue beating him down, and then all of a sudden, fucking Hook's music hits, and you would have thought Steve Austin just showed up. Right? Yeah, Good lord. pop for the kid. And uh, firm bails, because they don't want none of Hook. And uh, Hook helps parry up So Chris, I now would like to ask you Yeah Which of the fan names oh. Four, Hook, and Jungle Boy Do you prefer? There's only one, it's Jungle Hook Well, I've heard two Okay We've got the Jungle Hook Uh-huh How do you feel about the other one? Okay Concrete Jungle eh. Eh, I don't love it. I'm sorry. Oh. It's a much better name. It's a much better name. <laughs> I, was, I didn't know that was uh there was a right or wrong answer <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah, damn. Sorry. Damn it. I uh, owe you lunch now. Is that, what, is that how this works? <laughs> <laughs> we just knock one off that you owe me. Yeah, is that, exactly. Is that how it works? Because okay, I can't buy you two lunches this week. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, I, I'm into this. I, I, I lo- The pairing of Hook and Jungle Boy is not one I would have thought of, but I, I like it on paper. So Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not opposed. We'll see where it goes. Although, I also kind of feel like Jungle Boy really needs to be on his own yeah. for, for a little bit and establish some I, I can shit. I understand but, that. you know, it's a numbers game thing, so yeah. I get it. So the back at least, And at least it makes sense because the firm had been fucking with Hook a lot. So yeah. it's not totally out of the blue. Yeah, he, he has an established issue with uh, with the firm. So, yeah, you know, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Sure. Um, Blackpool Combat Club was backstage. Moxley talking about Claudio winning the ROH title. Yuta winning the pure title. He choked out Takeshida. So, uh, you know what? Now, this week on Rampage, I'm going to stop Sammy Guevara's face. No bloody mess. And you know what? Hangman hey, Page, if you want to find me, come find me. <laughs> I'll be on Rampage. Bring your buddies. Let's throw down. Now, yeah. I thought the segment was fine, but goddammit, Wheeler Yuta. Know, I, I love Wheeler Yuta. Know, I think he's great. He does not make a good grumpy face. He, he does nope. not. It doesn't, it doesn't work. No. And, and the promo the, is like a couple lines where like, okay, guy, sure. Yeah. Like, yeah. You, you, have a Snickers, okay? You're just a little cranky little boy. All right. So then me just pat you on the head and push your bottom off the bed, okay? Swerve Strickland had a video talking about What happened between him and Keith Lee at Final Battle, and said, Next week, me and Keith, we're facing off. And I think he's a supervillain now. That was the general vibe I got from swerving that (laughs) promo. Yeah, yeah. Definitely uh, some some, uh, ill intent in his tone and words. Then the House of Black made their big return with yet another entrance theme. Yep. And they proceeded to absolutely murder the factory. This I mean, was the who best use love of to the see factory the factory? Ever. Yeah. I like to see them getting murked. They didn't even take off their entrance gear. They just no. Absolutely no. murked these dudes. I loved it. And if this is leading to the Elite versus House of Black, fuck yeah. Sure, yeah. Jimmy Hader and Hikaru Shida had dueling promos, talking about their women's title match, which will be next week on Dynamite. Again, fuck yes. yeah. Yes. Then we had Renee Paquette backstage with Britt Baker and Rebel. Sky Blue interrupts, challenges Britt Baker for Rampage. Just basic, simple stuff. Sky Blue, however, has the same issue that Matt Seidel does, in that when she talks, it sounds like she's learning the words for the first time. (laughs) Yeah, but that ass. True. Then Chris Jericho had his match against Local Jobber, and by Local Jobber, I mean a guy from our neck of the woods that they flew out to, by God, Texas. And you might wonder, because I was certainly wondering, like, why the fuck did they fly Action Andretti out to Texas? Well, as we all learned as we got toward a commercial break, Jericho hits the code breaker one, two, not so fast. Yeah. And what proceeded to follow, including one of the best crowd reactions I've heard in modern wrestling, was just a masterpiece of a veteran giving... Some young blood the opportunity to make their name, and the kid did. I mean, yeah, you know, he w- in his big flourish and comeback, he he hit all all these flashy big moves and 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 eat one out, squeak one out on the on the o show. Yeah, so action Andretti, who again, MCW former MCW World Champion, dude from our neck in the woods. Uh, the the story as as it has been told. I think part of it is Jericho's full of shit, but, you know, it's, it's what it is. Uh, he worked one Dark match. He was part of a trios match. In fact, I think we might have been there for that trios match. Um, they they liked what they saw, and then they brought him back to have a match with QT, and uh-huh. that got a lot of people excited across the internet, those people who watch Dark, at least. Like, I, I yeah. saw people in, like, some of my circles go, you know, this actually Andretti guy's pretty good. So when he showed up, on dynamite people were like oh shit like he, is he really gonna get a look well he got more than a look as he got fucking yeah. signed and yeah. uh the word was jericho when he saw the match with qt said hey let's do this once i'm done with claudio how about i put this kid over so
0: if yeah. true
1: y- right because with, like it's a, with a lot of chris if. jericho stories i i take a a, a fucking iceberg sized thing assault with it yeah um if true, good on him, star. man. Like, sure, yeah, that, if that's true. really fucking cool. He, he didn't have to do that, and his star is made now. Like, he's a guy, right? And it, but it also gives depth and depth to the current Chris Jericho character, which had been pretty lame recently. So, yeah. um, you know, where does Jericho go from here? You know, obviously he threw a temper tantrum backstage afterwards. Does he, you know, go on a string of losses, or right, does he, right. you know? You know there 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 are different ways to go here, and I'm at least, at least slightly intrigued as to where which way they'll take. Yeah, so then Ricky stay. Uh, Ri- re- let's take that Ricky, B- Ricky was backstage, said uh, he woke up this morning and tonight would be his night. And he said uh, he's got a lot right in the match, and he's going to become the next AEW World Champion. He didn't, but it was a damn fine promo. Yeah, good fire promo. FTR had a pre-tape promo where. God bless them. They try to connect having the match of their lives with the Briscoes with. Now it's time- Wasn't that in front of the crowd. Uh, the, the one in front of the crowd was on rampage. Oh, you're right. Sorry. So this is a pre tape where they tried to connect having the match of their lives with the Briscoes with, and now we're to take down the gun club. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. Yeah, sure. Didn't, didn't really, didn't really work for me, but you know what? Good luck and Godspeed yeah. to those guys. Uh, yeah, the gun- Club, uh, One of the rare talents that uh, cannot elevate a episode, an episode of AEW. <laughs> fuck, those guys are dull. Yeah. Bless RJ City, just didn't have any material to work with. I did see today's yeah. with, with uh, Willow Nightingale. So. Yeah, looking forward to that. Um, Ruby Soho made her return against Tame Mello. Really fun match between the two of them. They beat yeah. the shit out of each other. Yeah. Um, but then post-match, Ana Jay comes out looking like she was going to... Return addressed to J.C. Penny, and uh, laid out <laughs> Ruby Soho with a gory body. Wow. Okay. You're welcome. Yeah, yeah. Alex Marvez those, was those then, Arizona jeans. <laughs> Alex Marvez was then trying to talk to Hangman. Adam Page was being checked by a doctor, and randomly, Hangman Page decides to cut one of the greatest promos of his career god damn man like out of you like oh hey how's it going well you know I'm um, having some difficulty uh, you know uh, keeping things in line or whatever no I forgot my son's name when I was in the fucking ambulance this made me think of like the best ECW era McFoley Cactus Jack promos okay where it was equally heartbreaking yet like inspiring inspiring yeah. Up. yeah yeah like Fuck yeah. I, I totally get why Hangman Page wants to murder John Moxley now. I get it. Yeah. like That's all you need. Fuck yeah. Let's go. Uh, uh, like you said, that's all you need. I, I can't wait for that match. Yes, they continue to build it on Rampage, but like that promo like goosebumps, man. Yeah. Dude's killing it right now, and I can't wait to see where this goes. Uh, then we had the main event, which was MJF successfully defending the AEW world title and Dynamite Diamond Ring over Ricky Starks there was a low blow for the Mm -hmm. finish the match though was spectacular yeah I mean they've done a good job at making MJF matches you know be few and far between and spectacles and you know special attractions sorts of things Ricky Starks came out with all the, you know, uh, just you could feel the energy coursing through him in his entrance and like, you know, as he was waiting for the match to start. Um, and then they went on to have a really, really good match, including one of the best submission spots I had seen in quite some time when he has the the salt of the earth, the Fujiwara yeah. arm bar locked in. And then he locks in the other arm because he was yes. reaching for the yes. rope. And then Ricky starts reaching with his left leg to the rope, and MJF grabs the fucking leg. Yeah, and he has three limbs of this guy. Uh, but Hell. his limbs are too long, man. His limbs yeah. are too long. And The numbers um, game catched up or caught uh, catched up. Wow, caught up because yeah. uh, surprise, surprise! In comes the fourth limb for the save. Yeah, I, I I loved this, and and what was really cool about it was, and it feels like. It should be where we are now, three years in AEW, but, like, the big moments have always felt like, well, here is the talent on the rise matched with a talent with a name or matched with a talent with a reputation from somewhere sure. else yeah, or yeah. or a talent who maybe was underserved and is getting their moment. Here are two guys who were built by AEW, period. Yeah. And even with oh, Billy Corgan, we'll have something to say about that. Well, fair. But – with 2 weeks build this felt like a big moment yeah and i i know we talked about it last week you got to you got to go with the momentum i understand why they didn't put the belt on starks yet but they cannot let this die out yeah they're really at a, a pivotal part in that that kid's career right now yeah he is he is firing on on all cylinders he is just a top tier talent and uh I I cannot wait to see what happens next but in terms of what happens next with MJF post match Brian Danielson's music hits and he chases MJF through the crowd, resulting in one of the greatest photos in AEW history being taken. <laughs> it as, is pretty great. As MJF, uh, it turns out, he can be a live-action Looney Tune when necessary. Right? I mean, there's your other uh, Warner crossover sort of thing right there, the <laughs> exactly. Looney Tune situation there. It's already on a T-shirt, by the way. Yeah, definitely. it's already yeah. on a T-shirt, and amazing yeah. fan art's been made of it, too. Yeah. But yeah. then that took us a Friday, and... Apparently, the show we've been that's what they say. Uh, it's called Rampage, and it airs on Friday nights. Not many people have been waiting on it. Um, no. I would love to see, though, because I certainly prescribe to this. I would love to okay. see, so we know the ratings of first day airing. What mm-hmm. does it look like day two, day three with DVR numbers? Yeah, I mean, I typically watch Saturday mornings yeah, when I get up. That, that's where I'm at with it at this point. Yeah. The, yeah. the the show has yet to, and I know this makes me sound like an old man. The show has yet to give me a reason to stay up to eleven o'clock. I mean, I'm usually up, but I just don't feel like. I mean, watching. there's that too. Like, <laughs> if, if I'm up at eleven o'clock on a Friday, there are things I want to do that aren't rampage. Oh, great! Okay. Hey hey. oh, hey. But the show kicked off strong with John Moxley <laughs> facing uh-huh. Samuel Guevara. Long story short, John Moxley tried to blade his own ear off. Is that is that what happens? <laughs> <laughs> That's i thought it was what uh, it looked ripped like. a uh, I thought he like ripped an earring out of his ear or something uh i i or is th- that just the cover i i think the earring removal much like in the jericho match was gimmicked and then oh, okay. mox bladed his ear and maybe went a little too hard on it yeah apparently almost lost his ear yeah it was rough uh but the match itself ruled it turns out that Sammy Guevara and John Moxley actually have pretty good chemistry together, which I would not have assumed. Um, yeah. Finish was uh, Mox hitting the bulldog choke. And then post-match, John Moxley calls out Hangman Adam Page. Out comes Page, big brawl, security guards... Whole whole schmas whole to do yeah one I, one unfortunate security guard eats a buckshot Larry yeah I feel like this is going to result in a like AEW can't be held liable lights out match lights out match like yeah yeah I was thinking the same. Uh, Soraya was talking about the upcoming tag match or sorry the upcoming t- uh, title match between Hater and Sheeta and then also the tag match uh, on January 11th saying she's got a plethora of talent to choose from for her mystery partner. Yeah. Uh, then FTR was in ring, as you mentioned earlier, cutting a promo uh, about their match on Saturday and then said they were going to give the gun club a beating on Wednesday. Uh, but uh, in that, Dax showed the crowd his ass to indicate his bruised tailbone. Okay, bud. <laughs> sure. I mean, we, we would have taken your word on it after some of the bumps she took. But, uh, yeah, I mean... And I I texted this to you as I was watching Rampage. Yeah, every fucking FTR promo sounds like a retirement promo. I don't know if that's intentional, but that's like every everyone's like, "Man, we've been doing this. We love doing this. You know, and you know we've been doing it for so long, and we've fought some great teams and had some great matches. It's been a banner year, sort of thing. And it just sounds like, well, we're hanging up our boots. You know, it's just." Okay, and I, nope, we're fighting the gun club. Okay. Yeah, I it's don't the, know, fucking, man. That's on, on en route to retirement. But. I'm learning <laughs> that, that Dax Harwood is a messy bitch who lives for drama. Because he, he constantly pops off on Twitter about not being on TV. Yes. I, mean, I know we talked about this before, but he talks about yeah. all that. And then also, I don't know if you saw last night he posted a photo he was hanging out with uh, he was hanging out with and celebrating Christmas with CM Punk. Of course he was. So. Wow. So, yeah. Um, okay. Britt Baker defeated Sky Blue in just over five minutes. Shock of shocks on that one. Yeah. Post match, uh, Britt put Sky Blue in the lockjaw. Out comes Sheeta. And then uh, Sheeta and Hater are face to face to build their match on Wednesday. Jim Ross sat down with Preston Vance. Still the best use of Jim Ross, these sit-down promos, but yeah, uh, I, I think Preston needs a little more time in the oven when it comes to the promo side of things. Uh, I mean, it was okay, you know. But he's <laughs> – it sounds like he's the a confident child. Like... Oh. <laughs> I, I feel like his confidence isn't there yet yeah. in, in the conviction in delivering the lines. They're the words, but – you know the the, the storyline of it is, you know, I was handpicked by Brody King, and then we were, I was, you know, a goon for his stupid kid sort of thing. Yeah, you know, that's fair. That's, that's fair. I, I'm fine with that. And then uh, we had Wardlow defeat the best jobber name of all time, <laughs>
0: Exodus Prime.
1: <laughs> it's that's I mean, that's top tier, man. Yeah. Just top tier. Uh, we had, uh, two power bombs, finish him off. Uh, I'm sorry, four power bombs, but the second power bomb, uh, Exodus landed right on top of his head. Yeah. So, yeah. That was pretty, pretty fantastic. Uh, and then, uh, Wardlow calls out Joey Samoe. Joey Samoe safely backstage since he's not going to defend the t- TNT title in Texas, but he will defend it at the last show of the year in Colorado. So that'll be on dynamite December 28th at uh, new year's smash. Cool. And then our uh, main event was uh, best friends and Dustin Rhodes against Kip Sabian, Trent seven butcher and blade. Uh, this was fine. It, it was really more a feel good moment for Dustin than anything else. He's had a couple uh, of those this past week. Yeah. Which makes two sense. weeks. Um, sure. But, uh, uh, arch Cassidy hits Trent seven with the arch punch. Then Bulldog for Dustin gets the one, two, three crowds and it gets sent home happy. And uh, uh, that was that. That was yeah. Rampage. I am kind of enjoying this, this Kip Kipsabian, So I hope they, you know. Yeah, I, I, I think there's something there. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's, he's always had the talent. He's just been up until this latest resurgence. I know he had right. surgery, so that's part of it. But um, he was just another... You know, white dude who can have good matches like that's giving right. You know? Yeah, I mean now he dresses up like he's in the fucking My Chemical Romance Black Parade. Yeah, but you know, it's kind of working for him, and yeah. he's delivering it, good it, promos, it, and the matches are good. So yeah, you know, something m- see where it goes. But dynamite on Wednesday, the uh, the holiday show. It'll be match five at the best of seven series between Death Triangle and the Elite, no DQ. Excuse me, Jamie Hayter defending the women's title against Akaroshida and FTR taking on Gun Club. So should be a fun show. Uh, but, yeah, that, that is it. Uh, programming note before we wrap up, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Uh, probably next week's episode will be late because we will be recording not on a normal day. Um, sounds like we're going to be recording on Monday. Uh, so look for us and your podcatchers sometime after that. And then we'll yep. have to figure out what to do for New Year's. Uh, In terms of recording I don't know We'll we'll talk through that But Chris Chris. Yeah I just want to say A very happy holiday to you my friend Oh buddy Yeah Same to you Looking forward to seeing you in person As Patreon listeners I am going to pay off One of my debts From a rough house (laughs) divided Hell yeah Let's grab some lunch brother The Roughhouse
0: Podcast is a weekly podcast fueled by coffee, pizza rolls, and the stench of dirty litter boxes. Follow Christoph and Marty on Twitter at Roughhouse SGW, at facebook.com slash the Roughhouse Podcast, and at Patreon.com slash the Roughhouse Podcast for early access to episodes, exclusive podcasts, Roughhouse reviews, and Roughhouse Divided Movie Trivia Games. New episodes drop every single Monday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and wherever you find your favorite podcasts subscribe motherfuckers this is the The rough house uh podcast with justin and christoph that's it fuck christoph he's terrible with his information okay hey this is the rock shut your mouth jabronis and listen up because this is the rough house podcast with marty and my least favorite man on the planet christoph the preceding presentation was brought to you by the realm network Listen here, baby brother, got some of the kinder care kid, baby, five little small people running to and fro around the house. You got some shit to do. Leave them with me. Dusty D. Diddle Rhodes at the Dusty Rhodes Detention Baby Center. That's right. It's a daycare for your little shits. I was able to raise Dustin into the wackadoo tranny gold-covered wackanizzle that he was, as well as Cody. Whatever he did with that mustache, baby brother, he picked it up at the Dusty Rhodes Detention slash daycare center. We got stuff to climb on. Big boxes, small boxes, a Mama Celeste pizza for one. That six of these motherfuckers is gonna have to split. Ain't nobody gonna get enough food. Someone's gonna have to have some Kool-Aid and five pitchers of water, but only one packet. That shit's gonna be watery, baby brother. Ain't nobody gonna get enough to eat, drink, or play with here at the Dusty Roads Detention Center. Look for me. I'm the house with the spots and the sun with the gold ass paint passed out in the front yard. Use code MUSTACHE for 5% off your child if it's a baby of color, baby brother.